Are you developing IoT solutions? Get ready for tomorrow with Farnell, supporting your design journey from connecting smart sensors to the cloud to implementing AI. Find everything you need at Farnell.com. Enjoy this episode with Farnell, a global distributor of electronic products and solutions. Welcome to the Future Print Podcast, celebrating print technology and the people behind it. Hello and welcome to the Future Print podcast. I'm Karis Kopp. Uh, delighted to be joined today by Christy Duval, who is Vice President of Sales for The Boxmaker. Hi, Christy. Hi, Karis. How are you today? I'm fantastic. How about you? Excellent. Great. Where are you joining us from today? I am joining you from just outside of Portland, Oregon in the U.S. Fantastic. Uh, well, thanks so much for, for being with us. It's really kind of you to uh, to give your time to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, primarily what you'll be speaking about at the, at the upcoming uh, Future Print Leaders Summit, which is going to be taking place on the 29th and 30th of June in Geneva. So I'm very excited about that. I hope you are as well. Cannot wait. I've booked my flights. I'm ready to go. Me too. Me too. Just counting down the days now. Not long to go. Um, before we talk a bit about what you'll be speaking about, uh, for those who are listening, I know you have been on the podcast before talking to, to Fraser previously, but for those who, who um, maybe don't know you, just uh, kind of a brief introduction to you would be great and also the box maker and, and, and what you guys do there. Yeah, my name is Christy Duvall. I'm the vice president of sales for the box maker. Uh, our, um, I've been in packaging for about 20 years. I've had a variety of roles, including sales and sales management. And in um, about four years ago, I earned a promotion to vice president of sales, and I lead all aspects of sales after marketing for the enterprise team. And I also lead structural design, pricing, and client services. And the Boxmaker is a manufacturer of uh, corrugated packaging and labels and fabricated foam in the U.S., we have manufacturing plants in both uh, just outside of Seattle, Washington and Lowell, Arkansas. Following the success of 2021's Virtual Future Print Leader Summit, the event is back for 2022, this time as a two-day live and virtual hybrid event. Taking place on the 29th and 30th of June in Geneva, Switzerland, the Leader Summit will provide a forum for discussions among leaders, inspiring presentations, and opportunities to address the key challenges and opportunities in print, all in the stunning setting of Geneva. To register your interest in the Future Print Leaders Summit, visit futureprint.tech forward slash events. And yeah, looking back on um, you know your time at the at the box maker and and you know you you've you've worked your way up you've added to your role you've added responsibilities to your role you know you've clearly had that uh either had that that kind of path marked out for you or you've kind of forged your own way in the company and that's kind of kind of ties in uh with what you will be speaking about at the um at the summit which is you know um we focus on on people and culture and, and the kind of environment and what you've learned as well from your career. Uh, maybe talk a, a little bit about what your presentation will focus on at the event. Well, I put some thought into it and I really thought about, you know, what are the things that I might be able to contribute for people to have key takeaways from my session? And I thought about the two biggest things that seem to be facing all of us today as business leaders 
which is supply chain and the lack of qualified talent to fill roles that we have. Yeah. And so I thought about the key things that we need to do as leaders um, to attract talent. Um, that talent needs development. You know, at least here in the U.S., there are a handful of schools uh, where you can go to school for packaging, um, mm-hmm. but it mainly focuses on the design aspect and right. identifying that talent that we can attract our organizations anywhere from the manufacturing floor all the way up into leadership and finding people who want growth, but also being able to develop and coach that talent out of people. Mm-hmm. And then um, also from a leadership standpoint, paving the path and helping people visualize what's possible. You know, for myself, I I would say along the way, I've probably had to teach myself to jump off a cliff a couple of times and take some risks. Mm -hmm. And while it didn't always work out the way I had planned, I wouldn't change any of the steps I've taken thus far. And so I try to take those lessons and help others, um, you know, develop their own path. And then as a leader, my job is to get out of the way Um, but also help people see what's possible beyond what they might be imagining today. And then creating a culture where people feel like they can win, creating a safe place where people feel like they can be developed and they don't have to have everything out of the gate, that it Mm. can be developed over time with a good um, leadership. And then, uh, yeah, from a culture standpoint, you know, just creating that environment where people feel like that's possible and can stick with an organization. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important, isn't it? I mean, like you said, just that focus on the design aspect uh, alone, you know, it's such a a huge industry when you look at print and packaging and and, uh, lots of people don't seem to know the opportunities that there are. Um, And, you know, so there's there's that problem of attracting people into the industry. And then there's also that um, leadership or, or development path, isn't it, that, um, that more mm-hmm. businesses need to, to look at. I know you, you called it when we spoke previously, a coaching environment as well, somewhere where people are being mm-hmm. empowered um, to help others move forward in their careers. Very much so. I, I've had an outside executive coach um, for several years. I've had a couple of different coaches and different points in my career. And then I think I have a passion for coaching. So I, I use some of that coaching uh, with some of my team to help them identify what's possible. Um, so I've really enjoyed that. Mm. Absolutely. And I think one thing, um, another thing you, you said previously when we were talking was, um, you know, talking about how that culture has to develop and change. And I think that's such an important thing to recognize. If you look at perhaps, uh, work environments in the 80s and 90s and then look at industry today and look at attracting you know young people specifically you know it's a completely different world and I think people perhaps you know maybe if you're a bigger or um, you know long established business you're uh, less able or willing if I'm being a bit more you know uncharitable to to, to make those changes if you were to uh, look at a business that perhaps could do with with making some adjustments in that area, where would where would someone start with uh, perhaps improving their company culture, improving uh, the the development paths of their staff? I think you have to ask two big questions, um, and they take a lot of thought. Where are you today, and where do you want to be, and in what time frame? And what are the gaps that you have in your organization that need to be filled? Um, You know, 
almost 10 years ago is when I got into management. And 10 years ago, I was hiring millennials that were in their mid twenties. Mm-hmm. And I had people saying, oh, you're going to hire these millennials. They're never going to stick around. They're going to work here for a couple of years. And then they're going to leave. <laughs> um, I have a handful of millennials that I've stayed with, you know, stayed with the company. I also have some that have left the company and have remained in print, but gone to a different side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hearing the same story about uh, Gen Z today. We have some, yeah. you know, young people that are in their 20s and they just want to be challenged. They don't yeah. want to be bored. If they get bored, they're going to do something else. Um, And packaging is not something that most people say, gee, I want to grow up and and go, you know, sell boxes for a living. Um, (laughs) Most people graduating today, they're probably more attracted to the IT side Mm -hmm. of business. It's uh, you can start out with a high salary, um, but you can also burn out really quick, depending on the kind of organization that you work in. Mm -hmm. And for packaging, I would say, you know, what's really um, been successful for us is to be able to create an environment where we're constantly challenge, challenging people. There's a constant change. Um, when I became the VP of sales four years ago, we had a sales culture that was very much stuck in account management and mm-hmm. you know selling brown boxes. And over the last 11 years, the box maker has made significant investments in digital print, uh, yeah. both for corrugated and for labels. And so transitioning a sales team from a commodity product to what is today more of a value-based sale um, has been a real challenge, but I wouldn't trade it for anything because I have seen amazing growth within the members of my team, both in the managers and in the sales team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's that's a, a, a big part of um, the, the people and culture conversation is that ultimately it's it's good for sales and good for business to, to have a happy team to have a fulfilled team to have a team that feels like they're they're moving forward and, and like you said creating that um a sales environment and a business environment where people get to thrive is just you know kind of a win-win and I think that's that's something that that um that perhaps businesses need to realize as, as they uh, as they look at you know creating those organizations where people do want to work and want to stay I think leadership today looks differently than it did 10 or 15 years ago. Also, Um, when I wanted to go into management, I was told, well, great salespeople don't make good managers. And (laughs) I was, I was dead set on forging my own path. And I said, well, I'm not like everybody else. And I'm, I'm more of a pay it forward kind of person. And um, now that's the kind of culture that we have within our company um, certainly within the departments that I lead. And, um, you know, I, I run a series of cross-functional teams. And so I also try to lead through influence. While I don't have direct leadership over every department of the company, obviously growth for any company is driven by sales and cross-functional alignment across any department, including operations, IT, uh, HR, finance, all of those things are really important. They have to be aligned. Mm. And consistency as well is key, isn't it? Um, in that development, um, you know, I think you've said as well that consistent development of um, of not just the, the the talent or the future of leadership, but ourselves as leaders as well. Yeah, very much so. And you know, the other piece about me as a leader, I think that has set me apart is, you know, I'm I don't always have it together. 
and I don't try to hide that from people. Um, I think I do a good balance of finding alignment between people, process, and profit, um, mm. but also being vulnerable because one of the things as I've worked with more of the frontline staff, the people that really do the work every day, whether it be um, in estimating or structural design or even some of our salespeople, is that I don't have all the answers. And just because somebody has manager or vice president in their title doesn't mean they know everything. We're still learning. And yeah. it's important for me to be a good listener. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that, that takes us um, quite nicely on to uh, the other session that you'll be involved in at the uh, Future Print Leaders Summit, um, which I'm so happy to, to be hosting um, that panel, which is going to focus on on women leadership, women leadership in, in, in print and packaging. Um, really looking forward to getting a chance to, to talk to you um, and some other um, women in the industry uh, about some of the um, some of the issues, some of our successes, some of the opportunities there. Um, you know, talking about being a vulnerable leader, there's there's some you know not to turn this into a any kind of generalizations about women or men, but um, there are female leadership skills that some kind of say uh, that women are forging a different kind of leadership than we might have traditionally seen um, when, you know, when basically all the leaders were men. And as women come in, into leadership in, in, in industries that are more male dominated, uh, there, are, there are different ways of doing things. And, and, and that's fantastic. And um, I think you're a fantastic addition to the panel. I know you were recognized as uh, a Women in Wide Format Award winner uh, last year uh, by from Big Picture Magazine. So congratulations from us to you on, on you. that award. Um, and I know you're you're involved in 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 some other uh, organisations that that help women and help young people. So maybe you could talk a little bit about why you're passionate about that, and then we'll talk a little bit about the, the panel itself. Yeah, I think that, um, as you mentioned, you know, it, it is a male-dominated industry like many aspects of manufacturing. Um, it's, it's, it doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound exciting. Um, but it actually is really exciting. And it's a lot of fun to get to work with a really diverse group of people. Um, and um, there are so many opportunities. And it doesn't have to look the same way it always did. Um, you know, it's a real struggle for... Um, you know, parents to figure out how to balance uh, children at home or any responsibilities. It could be caring for elderly parents and trying to balance the responsibilities at work, whether it's a leadership role or not. Um, mm -hmm. When I think about the box maker, I mean, we're a, we're a mid-sized company uh, growing into that bigger company. And we need everybody in almost every position to be a leader, whether manager is in their title or not. Right. Um, it has to be, you know, people that are willing to step up and stand out, voice their opinion. I've been very fortunate. I, I work for, um, I work for a manager. His name is Richard Brown. He is a great listener. He has helped me forge my own path. And um, he's been a good executive sponsor, I guess, so to speak for me. Um, and I've had a series of managers over my career all of them being men that have yeah. been really good listeners and really inspired me. And so I just want to pay that inspiration forward if I can, even in some small way. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And I think, um, as you said, it's, it's, it's having those skills 
having a champion, you know, particularly as a, as a woman uh, coming up in the industry, whether that's male or female. Um, and at the same time, we do need to see those women in uh, senior roles um, in order to perhaps if you're a younger person looking to move up in the industry to kind of visualize uh, where you want to be and what can be achieved. And I think without uh, women in, in senior decision making roles, um, you know, perhaps it can, it can go towards reinforcing that, that, um, that gender inequality almost. I think that's definitely something I would like to, um, to touch on in the panel. I wonder um, if, if you, uh, if you kind of agree with that sentiment that we, we need those women in, in senior roles um, as well as having men in the industry who, who, who do champion us as, as leaders. Yeah, we have to be able to sit at the table together. Um, I think when we talk about, you know, women in leadership and, you know, banding together, well, it can't just be a bunch of women at the table either. Um, It has to be women and men both sitting at the table and talking about these issues to help us advance. Um, As a member of, uh, as you mentioned, I won an award for women in wide format um, from Big Picture Magazine. Adrian is a huge inspiration. And also I'm a member of Women in Manufacturing. And I'm a member of the Washington chapter. And there are a lot of women working in manufacturing. And I think the biggest thing for us is to make sure that we're not, we're not quiet, that we mm. do have our voice heard um, and we are willing to speak up. And at times, sometimes take what we think is a, a risky position or a risky stance, but it's all in how we position it and how we communicate. Yeah. And, you know, be careful not to like tell people this is what we need to do, but to really create a conversation and ask questions because the more, the more any side understands each other, the more we're likely to come together and find some form of common ground. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's well said. We do need that, that common ground. And I think it's, it's interesting just, um, how nicely your your uh, presentation and the panel kind of ties in uh, so nicely together in terms of of culture and, and nurturing talent and uh, I think you know getting uh, perhaps more women into the industry and into leadership roles is a part of that and young people as well like you we were saying that the work culture's changed young people young women you know there was a, po- a, a point where you didn't really have a choice if you if you wanted to work somewhere and the culture wasn't great but now you know, Gen Z or Gen Z, if, if uh, I'm being American, <laughs> then um, they they just won't work somewhere that doesn't kind of align with with their values. Um, you know, as, as a leader, are you finding that with with Gen Z, they they kind of look for somewhere that they're a bit more interested in um, a workplace that that shares their values. They they they're looking at whether they um, are ethical, whether they uh, you know live up to their environmental claims, and and whether there's a good work life balance. You know that's all seems very important to them. Yeah, there was a recent study. In, in fact, I I taught a a boxmaker university class. We have an educational series that we launch for clients, and um, one of the statistics talked about um, from a study was that um, uh, Gen Z and millennials are willing to leave a company if they find it to not be sustainable from an environmental perspective or just aligned with their personal values. Mm-hmm. And while I love the company I work at, work at, I've been with the company for 16 years. And but you know, not everything is always completely aligned with me. And we, 
we hear about, you know, people deciding to leave, but my belief is that it's my responsibility as a leader to stay, to try to Mm -hmm. implement change and be an agent of change and help this company become better so that we can, um, you know, help it become more aligned with, you know, the next generation of leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Very well said. Again, I think, yeah, you kind of, um, like you said, implementing change from the inside, you know, recognizing people's uh, issues or challenges if they have them and and, uh, finding solutions to those as well. Yeah. When I was, um, I was in an event uh, probably about two months ago, we were talking about it and I, I had reached my 16 year anniversary with the company. And obviously, there's all this talk about the great resignation and yeah. or the great reevaluation, re- whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and I decided on LinkedIn to post, why would I, why did I stay? And I, I really sat and I took the time to think about why have I stayed with the company? And um, I thought about all the mistakes I've been allowed to make and be able to learn from those mistakes. We're so much better from making mistakes because you can learn so much more than doing everything right, so to speak, along the way. And Mm -hmm. I've been in a position where I've been able to grow and make mistakes and fall down and get back up and try it again. And I've also hired people from outside the industry to bring fresh ideas, which it can be uncomfortable um, Mm -hmm. because they have a totally different perspective. Most people within print and packaging, we've been in it for a long time. And, you know, it can be uncomfortable to have people question everything that we've done. Um, but you know, what got us here is probably not going to get us to the next destination and we have to be willing to listen to those differing perspectives. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, um, a really good point. I think definitely one of the aspects of the Future Print Leaders Summit will be that we do have people who are from outside uh, the industry that have some really important points that can be applied and, and learn from uh, in within our businesses and within our our sectors so yeah we we're it's 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 no good if we're all just just talking to ourselves the, the whole time and mm-hmm. um it's great like you said to get that outside perspective so um yeah I would encourage everybody uh who hasn't thought about attending the summit yet to, to go ahead and, and take a look at the agenda on the website and see some of the the speakers that um perhaps you wouldn't expect to see at a, at a print event, print and packaging uh, summit or conference. And that's leaderssummit.futureprint.tech. Uh, so please do go in and have a look at that. Um, Christy, it's been an absolute joy to, to speak to you. Um, again, it's it's so great to, to hear more about your, your session. And, and as I've said already, it's just so nice how it ties into some of the things I want to get into with our panel. Um, so I'm sure that I can, I can draw a lot from, from, um, from what you have to say as well and, and apply that to uh, the questions and conversations we have within that panel. And it's just going to be uh, an incredible two days. So um, like I said, I, I really do encourage everybody to, to go and have a look and, um, and see if you're able to, to get involved somehow. Um, Christy, is, is there a way people can connect with you if, if they want to um, reach out to you directly and, and perhaps know more about some of the things you've talked about? Yeah, the best way to find me is on LinkedIn, uh, just Christy Duvall at The Boxmaker, and um, I will respond to your message. 
fantastic. That's great. Um, thank you again, Christy. An absolute pleasure to speak with you. I look forward to seeing everybody in Geneva. Yes, we'll see all of you in Geneva, I hope. Um, thanks again to Christy. Thanks again for everybody listening. This has been uh, the Future Print podcast, and we'll see you next time. This episode was brought to you by Farnell, your global distributor of electronic components, products, and solutions. Visit farnell.com. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe now for more great audio content coming up. And visit futureprint.tech for the latest news, partner interviews, in-depth industry research, and to catch up on content from Future Print events. We'll see you next time on the Future Print Podcast.